0: we talking sports. It's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. I'll yeah, be cutting it up? Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We got a new special. We're talking NBA. We are back. Opening night, everybody. We got a lot to talk about, but Mickey Hines, talk to me. Nice.
1: What's up, buddy? Bang from downtown. A three was just made somewhere in the NBA. Like you said, the <laughs> NBA is all the way back. It is opening day, so why not have an opening episode for the NBA? I am super excited. Now I got NFL and basketball. Shoot, I'm never gonna leave the couch when I'm at home. Uh it's a great day. It's the 75th year anniversary. If I'm not correct, if I stand corrected. You are, you are they're correct. making a big kind of crazy. You check out all the videos, all the cool things, like look at all the legends. You have the one video with uh, Michael Jordan, not the Michael Jordan, but Michael B. Jordan driving the bus. is a really cool video. Uh, Super excited for the NBA.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot to hype up. I mean, obviously a lot of big movements in the offseason, a lot of storylines. And obviously the 75th anniversary just means basketball is even more exciting than ever. So. It's opening night. Let's talk about it. I know that we always start off our episodes with a person of the week, but more episodes coming this week and we are planning that for another one. So I'm sorry to change it up on y'all, but we got things to get to. Let's talk about it. The NBA. What
1: what are we excited about, Mickey? Awesome. Yes, like you just said, uh, no person of the week, because we are having two episodes this week. We're coming out with you a ton of content. Right in things- it. Up. All thanks to Pinnacle Supplementation. Please go reach your Ooh, Pinnacle. I know I'm still on that grind tasting their protein. It's awesome. And get you a, go get yourself a blender bottle as well. The blender bottles are top notch. I definitely like using it. It gives me an extra boost in my day. But go reach your Pinnacle because we're going to reach our Pinnacle in opening day of the NBA. Now, Yank, you asked, what am I excited for? First, it's kind of tough for me to get super excited for my Boston Celtics because, you know, we got to talk about it a little bit. with yeah, that, that, that amazing, I'm going to say amazing, Chicago Bulls team among us. Um, I'm going to talk about that Chicago Bulls team first because the lineup they have is absolutely amazing in my eyes. Now I'm a little biased because Lonzo Ball is joining the squad, but this yeah, is the squad they, they have also, I mean, the leading man there with Zach Levine, he's a scoring machine, very, very athletic guard. Then you have Derrick Jones, Jr., the other forward who can jump through the roof. They have DeMar DeRozan, who's going to bring you that experience throughout game, uh, games. Then they have Nikola Vucevic. Vush- hopefully I said that
0: correctly.
1: Yeah. He was the base yeah. of the Orlando Magic. That's uh, him and uh, well, a blank. See him a little rusty from it. Uh. Alibes, dunks, Aaron Gordon. Thank you.
0: There you
1: go. Um, those two were the face of the Magic, and now Vucevic is over here at Chicago, where he doesn't have to be the lead man. He doesn't have to be the Robin in this scenario. You have a Demar, you have Alonzo, you have a Zach Levine. This team is young. I mean, besides some other folks there. Oh, capable, but don't forget about Caruso. Um. And that sixth man of the year, possibly getting some starts, Caruso, (laughs) who is great for the Lakers. Uh, I'm super excited for that Chicago Bulls team. Uh, Just because, you know, Lonzo on it, I got to get my uh, Bucks jersey, uh, my Bulls jersey here soon.
0: You know, for you, I, I can agree with that. I mean, I'm very excited to see what the Chicago Bulls can do. I think that their roster is heavily improved. I think that they'll be a competitive team and a tough out against anybody. Uh, for me, the excitement is, again, just not necessarily it's, – it's, it's the unknowns coming into the season, you know? I mean, we've got so many big off-season moves. We've got – basically, the Lakers have a whole new team. You've got Klay Thompson, who's set to return around New Year's. You've got the Clippers, who will have Kawhi back after we saw what they were able to do in the playoffs. You've got the Phoenix Suns coming off of a finals loss that are hungry. Atlanta Hawks had a great year. The New York Knicks had a great year. My own Miami Heat made some great offseason moves. You've got the Bulls. You've got your team, the Celtics, who are always a tough out no matter who they got. We got Ben Simmons drama. We got the Nets drama. We got – there's just so much to talk about, and it makes me feel like the NBA is once again kind of wide open. I mean, even some of the teams that everybody are putting in the finals, whatever else, no matter what anybody wants to say, there's young talent in the league and everybody seems to be on a much more level playing field than I remember five years ago. So for me, it's kind of just the moving forward from opening night on just like the unknown of not really knowing who the best team is going to be until maybe halfway through the year, we start getting that true feeling. Okay. These are the real competitive teams or you never know with injuries, whatever else, what happens, but still, the unknowns is what has me excited and I can't be more I, I can't look forward to it any harder than I already am.
1: You bring up a good point about these unknowns, Yank, and it is was, we're we're also gonna talk about who we are gonna say the top three in each conference, the East and the West. But uh like I, I'm having trouble doing it. So typically you have the top two, the top three teams like all right, it's gonna be, you know, these six teams, four teams, uh, showdown. But this year, it is just so open. I mean, last year, the Bucks winning it. No one really predicted that. We always know Giannis can uh, have those great seasons, be MVPs. But can he get to the next level? And he did. You also talked about those Lakers, which I know we're probably going to talk about tonight, and that they are playing right now against the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there's so much just what ifs. And, you know, recapping this back to my first thing, what I'm excited for, for that Chicago Bulls team is what if this team – does all mess together exactly how they should on paper. What if Lonzo Ball goes for triple-doubles and gets those assists and gets these guys cooking? What happens if that that young Zach Levine uh, squad comes through and puts the Bulls back in the playoffs in a competitive uh, playoff berth? You know, you also go look at those Celtics. What if Al Horford is a missing piece? In my opinion, I think no. Um, is Janice Schroeder going to be the right piece to replace Kemba? I think yes. So a lot of unanswered questions coming up, and I'm so excited for it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, even with your Celtics, I would look at it, and I'd be like, I would love to see what type of Jabari Parker we get, honestly, this season. I think that he's a great player when he's playing at at full health, but when was the last time we really saw him be fully healthy? Um, there's there's a few things. Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, you know what they're gonna do. You've got Dennis Schroeder now coming out there. I mean, that's not like that's a slouch team. So I'd be excited if I was you. But again, the unknowns, not knowing us talking about it now and making these predictions and us asking what if again, just proves my point. We don't know, and that makes it so much more exciting. It's so boring. I know that we all like everyone likes to talk about MJ back in the day. Who doesn't? Come on now. I mean, it's still Michael Jordan. But for them to come out and win every time they touch the floor, win a finals every time that they are all together, it's kind of repetitive, man. And now we get to see – I mean, we just had a first-time champion. I believe that was Milwaukee's first championship in a very long time, if not ever. Uh, Yeah, it, it had been so long. So, I mean, we're coming off of a year where there was a bunch of firsts and a bunch of new faces and a bunch of new superstars that were developed, especially among the young crowd. And it's just exciting to see moving forward. So we can see if some of them are going to take uh, that next step into uh, superstardom, or some of them are going to have a sophomore slouch as well. Uh, just just kind of crazy all around, man. But like you said, we're going to talk about the top three teams that we each believe are in the, conference, the Western and Eastern Conference individually. So let's get it started. Do you want to start in the West or do you want to start in the East?
1: Ah, uh, very good question. I mean, I just have one quick thing also before we get oh, into yeah. that because it's going to be a very yeah, thing. No, we got good. Stuff. no, just the unknowns. You know, calls Elsa into the unknown here going into the NBA season. Super stoked <laughs> for it. I mean, even the Celtics have a new coach, Uduka. I know I'm probably saying the name already wrong, but they have a new head coach, new general manager with uh Brad Stevens going to go take on mm-hmm. other roles. So, I mean, some coaching changes. You also, you know with the whole Nets thing as Kyrie can't play games in the Brooklyn stadium. He also can't practice inside Uh Brooklyn. Uh, so they're all kind of a whole fiasco there. Um, and it's just going to be so many unanswered questions that I'm so excited to dive into for the NBA season with on top of the NFL. But, uh,
0: Yes, I mean, that is it it's like now I'm at the point to where it's like,
1: if I come home every day,
0: is there ever not going to be a sport on that I'm trying to watch? Like, geez, oh, and, yeah. real.
1: and I'm gonna watch it too. Like, I'm <laughs> well,
0: not, not going to, but hell yeah!
1: Oh, yeah, now we are going to start in the east because honestly, I think the east is easy but not easy. So, okay. my first number one is. The reigning champs, and I hate to say this, but they're the champs until proven wrong. I mean, tonight, they already have a W over the Nets. Giannis came back in MVP form. I think they're going to stay hungry. They have a very well squad. Um, And they're the champs. you got to at least put them in your top three. I'm going to put them here at number one for the Eastern Conference. And they got something to prove. I think they're going to be that team that's going to come out and like, hey, we really haven't won anything. Yeah, we won the championship. Huge championship, by the way last year but we want to prove them wrong that we're not a one one hit wonder
0: you know i really thought about this because I also wanted to put them number one I really did especially after watching some of the preseason games I feel like Giannis has developed a jump shot especially even more to what he was already using last year I mean we saw we saw some glimpses of it last year but this year coming into the season I'm saying he's He's pulling up for three in transition. Like he's comfortable with it now. He's excited to shoot the ball. And of course, he's going to be dominant down in the paint. Of course, they've got great chemistry for the team itself. I mean, a lot of them have been, to, a lot of them, have, they're all still coming together from a championship team last year. A few of them have been playing together for years and years and years. Him and Middleton are obviously good best buds that have been together for a long time and have developed um, this team from the ground up, really. So, you look at that team, and you can't really say that they're weak or they have any holes or necessarily anything like that. But I am going to disagree.
1: How? Hold up. You just went on a – no, 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 no. You just went on a whole minute, two-minute rampage about how great this team and who they really lose. They still got Drew Holiday, who I said was a missing piece. They still got Brooke Lopez, who I mean, he's getting old. They still have the best Robin in the game, Chris Middleton. Uh, What?
0: I understand that. I understand that. I'm not, not, again, I'm not going to knock the Milwaukee bucks. I think they're a fantastic team. They're defending champs. And I, of all people, and one of the people, I am of all people. I'm the first one to say, you got to prove me wrong. You got to beat them. You got to show me. And I usually am always, I die on that hill, but not today, Mickey Hines. Not today. Not today. Not today. I believe that the Brooklyn Nets are the best team in the Eastern Conference. Why? Because of Kevin Durant. Because of James Harden. I don't even care if Kyrie Irving necessarily plays this season. If he comes back and, get, and they figure out the whole vaccination and his stance and everything else like that, he ends up coming back and playing because right now I don't even think he's playing in general. I don't even think he's playing in away games or practicing or anything like that. So for me, he might not play at all this entire season. And that would be crazy to see. It's crazy that he's already given up the $160 million extension. But when we think about the playoffs last season, they went to a game seven, the nets and the bucks. And that was just against Kevin Durant. I don't want to hear that James Harden was even close to healthy playing in that series. So now you're telling me that Kevin Durant, who was two inches, maybe, if that, maybe like half a toe from sending the Nets home on a game-winning three-pointer before overtime. like they te- like they He could have very easily have won the series by himself technically last season. Now you're going to get back a fully healthy James Harden. Now you're going to also have the chip on your shoulder the Milwaukee Bucks beat us. Now we have something to prove. You can't give one of the best, if not the best player in the NBA, a chip on their shoulder. And with a team around him like they have, it's not like they got scrubs around them. They still got Blake. They still got DeAndre. They still got all these people that they were all talking about, you know? Like, you're, or not DeAndre, whatever. But they still got, um. they still got all their from last year, yeah. They still got all their pieces from last year for the most part. So you're going to tell me that, plus James Harden coming back healthy? doesn't kind of sway that in the Nets' favor, seeing how close it was already last season. I understand where you're coming from from the Bucks, They do still have something to prove. They don't want to be a one-hit wonder. But they aren't the ones that are the hungriest in the East. I believe that is the Brooklyn Nets, and that's where I'm saying.
1: So, I have a slogan, Yang. You just brought up being hungry. Hungry dogs run faster. Well, it's really tough when your hungry dog has a big old chain around his neck tied to the doghouse, because right now, the Nets are in the doghouse with all this drama with Kyrie Irving. In my opinion, ship Kyrie. Go get someone up to his caliber. Go get another nice point guard or a you know a nice good shooter, a uh, prime shooting guard here to really benefit your team. I think Kyrie is just hurting the situation. Now, I understand Katie is the best player, uh, one of the best players in the league, if not the best. I agree with you on that. I agree that they have great role players like Blake Griffin, Joe Harris, um, and, mm-hmm. you know, James Harden is the Robin in this scenario. So Which I is crazy. So, they have the dudes. They have the dudes. Blake Griffin's coming back to being a great 12 and, like, 8 guy. That's what you need as a starter. And then Joe Harris, if he can finally come alive, being that three-point sniper. Now, like I just told you, the doghouse, they are attached to the doghouse right now. They got to get all this drum out. And that's why I am going to put them at number two. So, I understand okay. they're going to be, you know, they're going to be a top three team. NBA, I mean, I, yeah, Kevin I don't Brand
0: are going to argue that but I mean it's just it is what I'm looking at I mean it's they've got more of a chip on their shoulder I believe than the than the Bucks do and then for them to have KD I mean as great as Giannis is as dominant as he is I would still take Kevin Durant over him on top of that now you're looking at the Robin you want to compare those two Robins Oh, oh you James told- Harden wins, yeah. you're taking James Harden I'm taking James Harden now you've got Blake Griffin still you've got Joe Harris who's shooting threes if Kyrie comes back it's the best big 3 in the league if I, we
1: have not seen them full force so we've been know, we it really never have
0: we've got James Johnson over there you got Patty Mills over there
1: you even still got I think Paul he went Millsap. He 7 for 7 tonight by the way that's
0: what i'm saying but you even got Paul Millsap and LaMarcus A over there like These Their bench, even if they're not in their prime, because you know someone like LaMarcus Aldridge isn't even close to his prime anymore, but still, they are not going to be like sucky, non-productive players that play for this team, especially with the talent that's around them and the attention that someone like Kevin Durant and James Harden are going to get. They're going to be open. They're going to have shots, and they're going to make baskets. So for me, I like the Brooklyn Nets going forward with or without Kyrie, and if Kyrie ever comes back, that Changes everything,
1: I mean, it really is to do with that drama of Kyrie Irving. That's why you know I have to put them at number two. I understand they are the second best thing. If they didn't have the drama, I think I might put them at number one. But especially mm-hmm. after tonight, too, the Bucks already getting game one, which it's game one, it's their ring night. You know, all the motive momentum's on their side, so I'm not which, gonna, especially, it's an eight, two kind of game series. honestly,
0: because I mean, I think that's impressive because on ring night. You can't tell me that there's not the emotion. You can't tell me that you're thinking about the last season. Like, it's kind of hard to have all that ramp up right before the game yep. and, into it and go out and play. I believe Giannis even mentioned that after the game in his post game interview. But still, I just, I, I really do like when it comes down to it. This was opening night, so you can give it to the Bucks tonight. But when you get to the playoffs, oh, I think. Playoff yeah, I think play Kevin Durant and James Harden are going to have something to say this year, especially if both healthy, especially if they end up facing off against the Bucks, That's just only going to ramp it up even more. Um, now with what you're saying, though, I, I do have the Bucs at number two. Um, like everything I said earlier, I think that Giannis has developed his jump shot. Watching the game even tonight for a little bit, their team chemistry is off the charts. It hasn't changed, if not only gotten better. They're going to be a great team. They're going to be top two probably in the conference for regular season record. They're going to be fighting for number one seed all season. I'm not going to doubt that. I think the Nets and Bucks could be interchangeable just like you probably could. But as of right now, I will keep them at number
1: two. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're one, two, uh, without a doubt. But now that we talked about those two powerhouses, my number three, I'm sorry, is wide open. The uh, East from 3 to like 10 is solid teams that can potentially make the playoffs. Yep. The Celtics will be a 6-7 seed because I'm not too hyped up on Al Horford. Maybe how they mesh might change my mind. I need a more dominant big name to help out JT and Jalen Brown. Now yep. the Hornets are going to be right in that battle just like last year. I think Lomelo is yeah. going to try to carry that team again, but they just don't have the willpower to be a number 3 team. Now those New York Knicks from last year came out of nowhere. I think they're going to be a five-slash-four seed. Do you see where I'm going here with you? They're all just like right there, and the records are going to be so close. It's going to be a one-hit here. It's open for the Hawks or for the Bulls to take it. I'm sorry if you're the Chicago Bulls. This is your year to get a high seed in the playoffs because it's so wide open. It's going to be whoever can get that kind of lucky stretch like the Jazz was last year. I know we're not talking about the West right now, but if they have a highlight year like that. I don't think the seventy sixes are going to do nowhere near because of the Ben Simmons drama. Yeah, and Simmons, yeah, but I still think they'll be the 8th seed, you know? So, Ooh,
0: eight. I don't know if they'll drop that far. I seven, I mean, again, though, you're not wrong because this East Conference is it's tight, man. After, after the Bucks and Nets, it is crazy they tight. They
1: fall off, no doubt, but then they're all right in the same race. They got a big pack behind the two leaders, so... I mean, if I had to be a betting man, I'm going to be a little bit of biased. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls.
0: Ooh, I, got, I had a feeling you can't open up the show no. and not. And not I, film, exactly.
1: I open it up because I'm excited because they truly have a great thing. And I wish I could be saying that about my Boston Celtics. You know me. I'm a, I'm a very loyal fan when it comes to sports. Absolutely. Um, I just got to get behind. I got to see Al Horford play back to being a starter minutes, not being a behind a Joel Embiid over there at Philadelphia. So uh, those are my top three for the East. Like I said, it's going to be such a tight race there. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah,
0: I mean, man, I really can't – I really can't be upset about your pick. I mean, we were just talking about it. They made incredible off-season moves. Zach Levine is a bucket. Um, You've got Lonzo Ball, who has been only – in my opinion, has only gotten better every season. He really has. I mean – for him, and that's that's part of the whole like Ben Simmons drama in my mind that kind of irritates me. Like working on your shooting and working on your skills in the NBA should be a mandatory thing. Like you should work every season to get better. Lonzo ball when he first got in the league, that shot was ugly, man. It was ugly. And now that man can pull up on three. Now his shot his shot has art. Now that man is much more than just a facilitator and a playmaker. Now you've got him running down with so, uh, you've got Caruso coming off the bench, but you're running down with DeMar DeRozan. You're running around with Javante Green, Zach Levine, Vucevic down low. Kobe White comes off the bench. I mean, it's a good team. They are a good team. But are they number three? I don't think so going into it. Not yet. Um, just because they aren't proven. They have to prove what they can do. Um, I want to see how it meshes before I can really say that all the moves that they made are exactly what they need to do. I do believe they'll be better. I do believe they'll be competitive, and I believe they'll make the playoffs. But top three, I'm not willing to give that to them just yet. Let my yeah. bias come in. <laughs> Let my bias come in, Mickey. New Hans. York, Stop Stop Miami Heat will be my third team. Um, third team favorite. favorite. In the Eastern Conference. Now hold on, hold on. I'm not just talking out of my butt here. Come on now. I've, got, really I've are. got I've got some backup. We made it to the finals in the bubble. I know it's a little bit different circumstances. You're not playing against crowds, whatever else. It might not be as intense. Everybody yet again, the players will tell you different. But still, from our perspective, it might not be. But let's think about we're talking about off-season moves. Let's think about some things that we did. You do realize we got Kyle R- Lowry down, right? You do realize that. Hey, we, okay,
1: Kyle Lowry isn't you that. Do, big you do of
0: realize thing. that we picked up PJ Tucker, right? Like, we're, we're looking at a team now that has Kyle Lowry at the point, which don't get me wrong. I will never, ever talk bad about Goran Dragic because he played so well for us for a few years and really, really held us down, especially in the playoffs when we needed that veteran leadership. But Kyle Lowry's a champion. Kyle Lowry is a great facilitator and can score, can, especially from three, but can score buckets when a team needs him to. On top of that, you've got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets, who, yes, struggled in the playoffs last year, but other than that, his entire career has been solid, has been a great player. Bam is always going to be great down at center, one of the most athletic centers in the NBA, in my opinion. Tyler Heroes hopefully going to uh, be poised for a great third season. Uh, Duncan Robinson will be a great shooter. P.J. Tucker is such a big pickup, especially after – I mean, everyone watched him guard Kevin Durant every play last season, right? Everybody sees what he's capable of on the defensive defensive side of the ball, the mentality that he brings to the team. That's what we want. That's the heat culture. It only amplifies that even more. But my biggest thing is we are going to have a healthy Victor Oladipo. And having all of those back, you can't tell me that that's not a scary first six or seven team, uh, players off of, like, coming out to start every game. So, for me, especially with having the experience of getting to the finals and playing deep into the playoffs a couple times, I mean, they made it to the second round again last year. So, I, I don't know. I'm just – I'm excited for it.
1: You can be excited uh, is one thing, but putting it number three is the wrong thing. So –
0: I mean, Jimmy I don't know. Buckets when I look Jimmy. at it, I'm just saying. Okay. Now I'll let you talk. Let
1: Jimmy you talk. Buckets, Jimmy Buckets, Bam is Bam. Like, those are the two players who really highlighted that NBA Finals run. It's so crazy you also got Udonis Haslem on the team. I think that's awesome. Like, uh, got,
0: I mean, it's amazing. Uh, I don't know. He's a, a, a nice step in two games. But, yeah. yeah. He's a coach.
1: He's a coach. Um, but <laughs> Kyle Lowry is really not going to do that much for you. Sure, he'll be a, def- a great defender and ball facilitator. But, I mean – I don't think it's going to be that huge missing um, piece that he's the
0: team needs. You can't tell me he's not going to be better than what Goran was, though.
1: I mean, a little bit. I mean, sure, he has hey, that final championships. You know, he has a championship under his belt, but that was Ka- uh, Kawhi's championship. Now, <laughs> P.J. Tucker is just going to be a hustler. You know, he's going to be one of the, you know, the Miami hustlers, like he used to call them back uh, when they won the championship. He's going to be a guy who's going to oh. defend. So, I mean, you got your defenders uh, on lock. I will give you that. And I'm really not going to highlight Duncan and Tyler Hero. Like, yeah, they can be your scorers, but they're not going to go putting up 25 a night. I don't see that happening. No, I'm not going to say it's going to be nice. To put up 25 a night. Jimmy Mm -hmm. Buck will give you 22 a night. Okay, 25 here here, there in a 30-point game. I don't see any of these guys scoring over – I mean, maybe Victor Oladipo with 15. But after that, maybe Bam. I'll give you Bam. But, like, those who are already there. I still need that third guy to, like, come on, give me – Give me 15 plus, and maybe Victor healthy. I mean, I'm kind of not really buying in too much on it there, Mister Zizzy, But I just don't see these guys stepping up to the plate to be that Robin, to be that true Robin.
0: I feel, and that's I just feel that's low key disrespectful. I understand <laughs> Bam and Jimmy will do their thing, but to tell me that Victor Oladipo or Kyle Lowry can't score 15 points a game, come oh, on, the Hines. Come on, Mickey. He was scoring twenty points a game, eighteen points a game last season. Come on, now. I just
1: don't see it. He's in the system with these. I guys. get it, hey, whatever. But, but
0: when I'm looking at other teams, talking about even for your Bulls, for instance, I would say that there's more team chemistry with the Heat as far as how many of how many of them have played together already from last season going into this season, okay. and what the Bulls have. So I would take okay. that. On top of that. When you're looking at the rest of the teams in the East, I mean, the Atlanta Hawks, honestly, might be one of the scarier teams to compete for that top three spot just because of how deep they went in the playoffs last year. Trey Young is a superstar. They have a deep squad as far as Clint Capella, John Collins, Ket uh, Gallinari, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter. Like, their, their, team, is de- their team is deep Bogdanovich. I mean, they, they've got people. I mean, so I, I would have maybe even thought about them. But I don't think that the Heat is necessarily that bad of a pick when you start looking about, when you start talking about the headlines and what's going on with some of the other teams in the East. For me, the Bulls are still, like I said, they got to prove themselves. The Hornets, like you said, yes, they have LaMelo Ball. Yes, they even signed Jello Ball. But it doesn't, there's nothing. They have Miles Bridges, they got a couple other players, but it's not enough for me to put them over the top. You look at the the Hawks are the question mark, which they could go either way. The New York Knicks, I feel like, will be around a similar situation as last year, honestly, because I just don't think that they really garnered anybody to really improve themselves this past offseason. Um, the 76ers without Ben Simmons, I mean, Joel Embiid is great. They'll win games, but that is not the same team without at least another superstar on there. I will not trust the 76ers with that. Um, I mean, who else is there really to talk about as far as playoff races in there? I mean, you can bring anybody up in the East, honestly, but none of them really, really stand out to me. Like, okay, we can get over the hump. At least the heat have been in the finals in the last few years. At least we did at make those offseason moves to where our team. Yeah. We got swept by the bucks, but they were yeah. the champs here. They were the champs last year and we beat them the year before that to get to the finals. Now our team gets a little bit better. I'm actually confident with putting them at three for now.
1: Um, I mean, I'll give them a five. I think some are going to go down there. Well, I'll be take the a good top good. five from you. I'll take that. Oh uh, Yeah, you know, I think they will. I mean, that, that five will be a solid fifth, you know, four, like because they beat, you know, in a tiebreaker here or there. But, yeah. All right, all right. Moving on but- to the West. Now, yeah. the West, I think it's a little bit easier. Now – the number one team, and you are going to be surprised by oh, saying this, is the Los Angeles Lakers. Wow, oh, He agreed. <laughs> I here's the reason why, and I hate saying it. You know I hate saying it. You know I don't like saying don't this stuff. But yank the amount of all pros, the amount of you know people they have on this team that has had success in winning, know how to win in the NBA, is uncannable. I it's insane the amount of dues that they have on this team. First of all, your starting lineup. Yes, LeBron James, top five. Uh, Yeah, top five player in the NBA. Top ten player in the NBA. You have Carmelo Anthony who's going to give you a 12 a night, kind of like a Blake Griffin with the Nets. Carmelo's a little bit more athletic, can defend a little bit better. Okay? You have Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan. A great and amazing two center that don't need to be on the field and don't need to be dominant. Dwight Howard <laughs> and Aubrey Jordan are going to get you bored, get you 10 points. Yep. Great 10-10 yep. guys. Exactly the pieces the Los Angeles Lakers need. Now, you also have uh, Mello, who can shoot. Who can shoot. I know they went inside Malik Monk as a guard. I'm not too hyped up on him. And they also went and got, I think, from the Miami Heat, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, they like, got Nunn. Yep. Okay. You have Rajon Rondo, who's going to give that experience, be passing the ball to all these great guys. Oh. Sorry, my story's not over. Then they add Russell Westbrook, the walking triple-double who's going to average, I've already called it, like 20 points, 12 rebounds, and about 9 or 10 assists. Like, he's going to average his triple-doubles. Yank. I can go on and on about every single player on this roster. So no matter what, if one person gets hurt or have an off night, you still got LeBron and AD. Oh, LeBron's having an off night. You still have AD and Westbrook. Oh, Westbrook's having a great night, a bad night. AD and Melo. I mean, there's so many stars on this team, and they should have an easy path to the NBA Finals. If not, I'm sorry, win it. It's the 75th anniversary. Why not LeBron go win the 75th year, go get his fifth ring? And you know, the 75th year, it's kind of like it's kind of like storybook material here. And I hate saying it i don't like um,
0: I, I know i know you don't want I, to but i don't think that there's any reason not to put them at number one heading into the season oh, With with on i paper, mean, the I, mean the I can read it off just now lebron ad carmelo yeah, yeah. ariza kent Bazemore. you left out wayne ellington is it going to be a role player off the bench Taylor horton tucker I think is the most important Laker that they actually kept from last season. Seeing as they only kept three people from last year's team, we obviously know that LeBron and AD are going to do their thing. But Taylen Horton Tucker was the right choice as far as keeping somebody from last year's season. Um, I think that I think he's injured coming into the season, but if once he gets healthy, he was a great addition. Dwight Howard comes back, and he played on that 2020 championship team. He was a great asset then. I expect him to do his thing again with rebounds and blocks and defense, just like you said. Malik Monk, I'm not as high on as well, but still, it's still a name. Kendrick Nunn, I'll always represent the Heat. I think that he's a he could be a bottle rocket off of the bench as well. DeAndre Jordan is going to rotate with Howard and AD. Rajon Rondo is a playoff menace and a veteran that will totally help the entire mentality of the team and then of course the walking triple double russell westbrook gets added in the offseason and now they do have a serious big three regardless if he's shooting that well or not he can facilitate to anybody else on the floor and they can go get a bucket even the rookie that they're coming in, i think he's a rookie austin reeves is he a rookie i want oh, to say yeah i want to say he is correct me if i'm wrong fans but Austin Reeves looked good in the preseason, and he's getting praise from people like LeBron, which tells me enough for all I need to know moving forward. I I mean, there's not really a weak spot on the roster. The only real question that I have about the Lakers is going to be their age and why. When you get older, you tend to get injured more. And the last few seasons, that's been their downfall. I mean, it's been the fact that they, whenever they get injured, I mean, not obviously they won in 2020 in the bubble, but the year before that, they don't make playoffs because LeBron gets injured. The year after that, last year, I mean, AD goes down with a groin in the playoffs. LeBron is still playing off of an ankle, which none of us really necessarily put that against him because he looked like he looked pretty dang good in the playoffs regardless. But still, nobody's going to say that they were 100% healthy. And without saying, and that's the only issue. I mean, if they stay healthy, you're right. They've got all pros. They've got the talent. They have the veteran leadership. And they have people like Russell Westbrook has never won a title. You're going to give Mr. Walking triple-double teammates like LeBron and AD as hungry as he is. Carmelo Anthony never won a title. You're going to give him, LeBron and AD, and the rest of this team for him to go rent, win his first rank. Like He's come out and said it in his interviews. It's a championship or bust for them. They know it. So that's what they have to go out and do. That's what they have to prove. And as long as they stay healthy, I think they're the favorite to come out of the West. We'll see what happens when the finals comes around, but that is my favorite to come out of the West.
1: Yeah, I mean, you already said it. The age, maybe, but at the same time, it's also so beneficial with how much experience they have. You have two very hungry superstars, Hall of Famers that want that ring. They went, they, you know, not really rain chase, but they went to the best team, the best opportunity to make sure that happens. And uh, I mean, you have the banana boat story uh, uh, with him and Mello. You actually going up against James Harden and Katie in a finals. How electric would that be? Oh my goodness. I think I would uh, be, I would have a huge party for that finals. That'd be super <laughs> fun. But uh, the easy number one. And I hate saying it. You know, I do. Uh, moving Absolutely. on to my number two. Um, is the team that went to the finals last year, the Phoenix Suns. Really? Now, I'm buying in. I think Chris Paul will not be nowhere near as effective on the court, but his presence of just being there and the Chris Paul effect, which we talked a whole lot last season, is going to be huge. I mean, you have Cam Johnson who can pop, uh, pop off. You have Cameron Payne who can also pop off. One of those two are going to have a good game. The other one will not. Then Devin Booker, Devin Booker is going to have an all-pro season. He's going to have an all-star season. And DeAndre Ayton, Mr. Efficient, is going to be dominant this year. Not many people can really hang with Ayton, and he's making that a known presence. So with Devin Booker and Ayton leading the way, and Chris Paul trying to get these other pieces to work around, You know, even with Jay Crowder, who I absolutely love. If the Suns win a championship this year, I'll get his jersey. I'll keep that uh, alive from last year. Jay Crowder! And when you have a great coach like Monty Williams, I mean, Williams, Monty is going to get this group going. He, they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. But uh, as it sounds uh, they have to be in everyone's top three, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, you know, again, I don't want to knock. I don't really want to knock many teams because they are great. Uh, The Phoenix Suns are beyond talented. I mean, Devin Booker, CP3, DeAndre Ayton, I'm with you. I think he takes that next step and becomes even better because the efficiency and the prowess that he showed last season in the playoffs, I mean, it was unimaginable. I mean, that man was shooting, maybe missed one or two shots from the floor every night. And it's not like he was only taking three shots. He was taking 10 to 15 shots and making almost every single thing that he had, regardless of who guarded him, regardless of the teams they were playing. So I'm with you. I think DeAndre Ayton will be special. But I'm not with you when it comes to the Suns being the number two team in the Western Conference. For me, that belongs to the Golden State Warriors. What? I truly, I truly believe, not necessarily starting out for the season, but when Klay Thompson returns, I am one number of those people. That the, I am one of those people that believes that this team – is so dramatically different when the Splash Brothers are on the floor. We forget how gifted and talented they were because it's been so long since we've really seen them play. But they are lightning in a bottle, Mickey Hines. They are unguardable. Nobody can stop that shooter. Nobody can stop that do- that duo. And it doesn't matter who takes it. If one of them takes that shot, it's going in. Now you've got the fact that Steve Kerr is coming out and talking about a different game plan and philosophy. It doesn't necessarily have to come from Steph every single time down the floor. It's about the open man, which is basically how basketball should be played. We all know that, but not every team tends to work that way. But with them doing that and watching at least little glimpses of the first quarter before we got on tonight, I love seeing the ball movement from the entire team, not just Steph Curry. And we'll see if that develops throughout the rest of the season. Draymond Green is always going to be a, a great aspect for the team as far as the mentality the veteran leadership. Same thing with them bringing back the former Finals MVP, Andre Iguodala. Yeah, they got Iguodala back from the Heat, so he's going to always be great. Um, Jonathan Kaminga, a.k.a. the Come Bucket, uh, we, we, I think he's going to develop. He's not even 20 years old yet. He'll be great. Kevin Looney is deadly from mid-range. When Klay Thompson returns, that's the biggest thing. But Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, I mean, they're not not—they're not a slouch team. But the Splash Brothers hold that much weight in my mind. And with that, I would not be surprised to see them make the Western Conference Finals.
1: I, Draymond Green uh, is kind of one of the big things when I look at a team. Like, yeah, he should be good. Yeah, he was an all-star once upon a time. I've never been hyped up on him. I know he's a 10-10-10 type of guy um, and kind of a leader. I do like how he plays his tenacity on the court. I don't think he's nowhere near to what he was back in the day. Klay Thompson coming off the injury. Yeah, he's going to be more of a shooter and less driving to the basket, less defending the best players on the court. Yes, they bring back Andre Iguodala. I think that's a great move for them. I think Kaminga is great. James Wiseman is decent. All right, so they got the young dudes. They got their old veteran guys, and you know you can't go wrong with an Andrew Wiggins also being that Robin right now until Clay gets back. I just do not think, especially with how I saw them last year, they can skyrocket to number two in my eyes. It's a, year, it's a big
0: step. It's a big step. I'm not going to not admit I, that.
1: Steph Steph's an MVP any you know any day you want to take it. You know he is the one of the best players. He's a top five player in the NBA. I mean I get why you know some people want to put him like, number two. I think they get a five seed. They get a maybe a four seed if they really ball out. Um, I just think that lack of, you know, the Draymond Green not being that all-star mentality, Clay Thompson coming off that injury, and these players who are saying who aren't good aren't better than some of the other Robins, some of the other really key players in the NBA on these other teams. So that's why I got to knock them down and definitely not give me a number two
0: i mean I'll, I'll i'll hear it and i can i'll, I'll hear, hear the arguments play. all day i'll hear the arguments all day on that i know it's not as popular of a pick in my opinion but again the St- Splash brothers hold that much weight in my mind they literally revolutionized how this game is played and every team hasn't seen it now for two years i don't think people are really going i don't think the teams i don't think people are really prepared to have to deal with that again. I mean, Steph Curry, just guarding him off ball is one of the scariest-looking things I've ever seen. Like, to have to guard him when he doesn't even have the ball in his hands is one thing, and then when he's stepping out, doing all of his moves, dribbles between the legs, creating space to get his open shots, now he's got the option to dish it back to clay? Forget about it. Like, to me, that is where everything takes another step. And when it comes to your sons at number two, I get that. I will. I've, I can't knock that. I mean, Devin Booker might be Kobe 2.0 in a way. CP3 is always going to be great, regardless of how old he is. People want to knock him with his age as well. But if he hadn't gotten hurt um, in the finals, I mean, do they win the finals last year? Maybe. But also, I can't put them at number two because I don't even believe that if the Lakers were healthy, they leave the first round last oh, year. I that. still, I still will say that. And I still believe that. And with that being said, I don't even have them in the top three going into this season.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, who is your number three then?
0: For me, number three resides with the Los Angeles Clippers.
1: Perfect. Hold up. I do agree with your number three. Now, I still think that the Clippers are still one of the best teams in the league. And in my mind, shoot, this is their time to finally shine. This is their year to finally put all the pieces together, which have been together for so long, but for finally for it to click. You know, we are trying to light a candle. Yang, and You're trying yep. to get the uh, lighter to click, 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 click. <laughs> well, finally, the flame is lit. Kawhi is going to be healthy, you know, better than obviously not playing. Um, and you're going to have some of these players shine. Paul George and him are going to be the two front runners going you know, 30, 25 a night. Eric Bledsoe is going to help uh, move the ball, take the ball up when needed. You're also going to have Reggie Jackson, who became a – Oh, my
0: goodness. That's, that is that
1: is that is the
0: unspoken hero of that team.
1: If he can keep that up, Yank, this team becomes scary. This team brings up those, oh, let's go beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. We might get to finally see that Western Conference Finals we've all been talking about if the Clippers have that Reggie Jackson from last year, if they have the, you know, potential Hall of Famer. If you have Paul George being playoff P, I am really excited to see what this Clippers team can do. They have the pieces for it. Now they're not as deep as many of these other teams, like the Lakers, the Suns, the Nets, but just with that soul power of that starting five is going to be great to watch. And you got to really, it's only if, Reggie Jackson plays well for them to get that number three spot. If he can go in when Kawhi and Paul George are having an off night and thrive in the moment of being a, maybe a superstar in the NBA, uh, this Clippers team will be on their way to that number three slot. And I do have to agree with you. That's my reasoning behind it.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, the biggest thing is you can't sit here and ignore them after watching the playoffs last season. They didn't have Kawhi. And they really did almost win the entire Western Conference. They really did. They played everybody so tough. They put, uh, Reggie Jackson was an unsung playoff MVP-type caliber player. If he can play like that throughout the entire season and back in the playoffs, that's big time. Serge Ibaka down low. I know that he's not as mobile and great as he used to be, but that's a great defender and shot blocker. Paul George is Paul – I mean, it's – he got rid of the he got rid of the pandemic P nickname last season. He's playoff right. P now. He's playoff P now. So I mean, now you're looking at him coming in with the confidence and the skill set that he has. Nicholas Batum will be great. Luke Kennard does his thing. Terrence Mann, Marcus Moore, senior. They they all do their thing. But the return of Kawhi Leonard will mean everything for this team. Especially if he plays healthy. I'm not gonna sit here and say that he's not gonna load manage all season because that's what he does. But when it comes to the playoffs, for that team to make it to they made it it was the Western Conference Finals, I believe, right?
1: What? The, Last uh, year.
0: The- yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, we they
0: made so it to the Western yeah they made it to the Western Conference Finals without him. And they were able to win a couple games. They they really almost did pull it out without Kawhi Leonard. You tell if Kawhi Leonard plays in that series, they might have went to the finals, and I, I'd be willing to die on that hill too. But him coming back, them showing me what they have, and in my opinion, they have the best coach in the NBA, in Ty and Tyron Lue. I think that he, I truly think he is the best coach in the NBA. Just after watching that playoff run, you don't take a team was basically, I mean, Paul George is a superstar in his own right, but you basically you don't take a team in this day's NBA with just one superstar and compete against a team that was as hot as the Phoenix Suns, compete against the Mavericks, compete against some of these teams that they played in the playoffs and beat them convincingly. And you don't do that without a great coach at the helm. So for that, plus Kawhi coming back, I have them at number three.
1: Yeah, I mean that Clippers team, and they also have that. You think we talked about the Nets? That motivation, that like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The um spark. Um, yeah. You know the spark yeah. inside of them. Yeah, like, hey, yeah, yeah. Spark
0: year. plug. They need a spark plug. They need something to light. They need something to light the gas. But I mean, that they, they have that. They have the motivation. They know that their team is good enough now. They know Kawhi's coming back. They know they got the coach. And you can't tell me that some of them still don't want that Battle of L.A. You know they do.
1: Oh, they do. I mean, the entire NBA, we've been waiting for it for, you know, two, three years. For real? we wanting it to happen, and this is finally going to be the year, it's the 75th. I just feel like, you know, it's going to be a storybook type of year. Just, you know, I'm buying into the whole 75th year anniversary, but I'm super excited for, you know, to see if our picks will come true. But uh, just overall for the NBA.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> there's no other word for me to
1: describe it other than excited. Oh, yeah, Mr. Zizi. Now, everyone, thank you so much for listening to our NBA kind of pop-up uh, episode here. We're so excited. We had to get some NBA in. I know we're going to be talking NFL, we're going to be talking college weeks in. I am gonna get these interviews in as well. It's just been super busy. We got conferences here over in Iowa, so uh, staying super busy. But uh, I know I kind of just kind of closing us down now. Yank any other hot takes from you?
0: Uh, no hot takes from me just yet. I want to wait and see and let them develop. I'm 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 not gonna jump on any type of wagon just yet, Mickey Hines.
1: I'm going to sit back and enjoy, obviously be rooting for my C's, rooting for the bulls and rooting for the Hornets. You know, we're going to be talking a lot of that on the podcast, but uh, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy and then I'll get down to the nitty gritty. I'll start analyzing it. I'll start bringing the hot takes when I've enjoyed it.
0: Absolutely. But with that being said, we will be back again this week. We've got other episodes to talk about NFL to recap some other big headlines, interviews to get in. And so with that being said, if you're talking sports, this is the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Are we cutting it up? Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Have a great night, everybody. We'll be back. Peace. Peace.